and welcome to the live conversation here on Alatra TV. My name is Tali and my co-host is Natalia. And on this program, we would like to meet people to learn more about their vision of happy and creative society in which we would like to live as a humankind altogether. This broadcast is part of the Creative Society project on the platform of Alatra International Public Movement. And to learn more about the project, please visit alatraunite.com. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Debbie Debonair. She's a author, published author. She's an emotional resilience consultant and the founder of the Heart Act Approach. Uh, hello, Debbie. Hi, Sally. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's our pleasure and please uh, tell us a little bit more about what you do and what is the heart act approach certainly so uh, as he says i'm debbie debonair i am the um a, a emotional resilience coach the founder of the heart act approach and the heart act approach marries together holistic strategies with the essence and inspiration of the theatrical world each and every one of us step out every day on our own life stage. We all have characters that come and go in our lives. And, you know, we have the choices on whether those characters stay or whether they go in our lives. We have the ability to rewrite our life script. And we are our own director. So we can go stage left, we can go stage right. We can actually fall off the stage, but we always have the choice to get back up again and move forward. And the reason that the Heart Act approach came together was through my own transformational journey. I am the conqueror of clinical depression and the failure of three attempts at suicide. And when I failed the third attempt at suicide, I was very, very angry that I actually failed because the reason I was removing myself from the world was because I'd been led to believe that I was a toxic person in my son's life. So I was removing the toxicity from his life. And then I had what I call my oh shit moment, which was a vision of my uh, then young son. And it was 2 a.m. in the morning and i woke up very disheveled on top of the bed holding an empty wine bottle which i have i don't drink very much and back then i didn't very, drink very much at all so it was quite a shock to me to actually find myself in that state but what shocked me even more was that my young son was asleep in the room next door as i sat up and swung myself around to face the door my little boy was here right in front of my face he wasn't physically there so you can call it a vision an apparition call it whatever you want but his face was that close to me and the tears streaming down his face and the look in his eyes absolutely broke my heart and made me realize that my little boy needed me and that was the start of my own transformational journey to take back my control to live life on my own terms and that's what I do every day I guide and inspire others to take back their control so that they can 
you know, not be overwhelmed, not be stressed, not have anxiety, not be, not have depression, not have, you know, stress that they can't work through. Um, and that's what the Heart Act approach is all about. So I take you through um, the six main areas of, of life. And I include the nine pillars of emotional resilience and the journey through whichever area of their other person's life they feel is their priority. We work on that priority first to move them forward in that area of their life so that they have the opportunity to choose life, choose freedom and choose you, which is what I'm all about. So that's a, a little bit about heart, heart Act Approach and how it came about. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's wonderful to hear your journey and we're glad to have you in front of us today. Um, you talked a little about, about emotional resilience. Um, could you explain yes. what that is and what those nine pillars are about? Yeah, the, the nine pillars of emotional resilience are um, <clears throat> You have focus, you have courage, you have self-awareness, you have self-acceptance, you have self-management, you have, um, my memory serves me right, I can't remember them all at the minute, <laughs> off the top of my head. And um, these pillars, when they all work together, um, they bring out um, a person's resilience and emotional resilience is very, very um, important because when a person is going through stress, anxiety, depression, and have that imbalance of the, um, the cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and the uh, DHEA, which is the vitality hormone, when that's out of balance and adrenaline's kicking in and um, making the autonomic nervous system just be totally out of sync, a person finds it very, very difficult to self-regulate and it's taken them on a journey to show them how to self-regulate through building and strengthening their own personal resilience um, through techniques and uh, strategies that I use using the nine pillars um, and also using a lot of work through uh, heart math um, I trained to become a heart math coach because of how it had, had, had helped me and because I work very much from the heart. Um, when I was going through my transformational journey, I did a lot of research on the relationship between the brain and the heart. And the heart actually sends more messages to the brain than the brain does to the heart. So it's really important that a person understands how that autonomic nervous system actually works and how it can can be um, their emotions and their feelings can overtake them when um, cortisol comes in and stays in, in the body for 13 hours and the vitality hormone only stays in there for six hours. How it can be a battle when you are dealing with um, trauma, with you know um, abuse, with whatever is causing that person to not be the human, the human being they were born to be, and and I take them through and help them build that personal resilience through looking at 
you know, where where does that courage lie in 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 their life? Where does the focus lie? You know, do they have self awareness? Do they have self management? Do they have self acceptance? You know, and 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 what is going on for them, so that we can rewrite the script of those six areas in their life and those um, areas, those nine pillars of emotional resilience as well. Wow, this is really, really powerful and important. And uh, especially uh, would like to ask you during the last year with the whole COVID closures and people staying in mm. and spending more time with their selves, uh, did you feel like it made any difference on the uh, like mental, emotional health of uh, the people you work with? And yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. In, in which I found a lot of, yeah, I found a lot of people allowed the, the pandemic to take hold of them and, and take control of them. And what I often say is we actually waste a lot of our energy and our resilience in our emotional um, resilience uh, domain. And a lot of people waste that energy on things that are out of their control so it doesn't matter what they say what they do they cannot change the outcome because it's out of their control so when i get when they kind of understand that we then work on what it is that they've allowed covid to control in their life you know, people are terrified to go out in case they're going to catch COVID. And you can understand that, you know, because of, of what's, you know, out there on the media, what's being told to society, um, you know, and, and yes, there's been a lot of deaths and, you know, it, it's extremely sad. So people are getting very stressed and, and very, there's all been an awful lot of social anxiety, um, which has really heightened over the past 12 months and um, I've actually found it a lot in young men and young women between the ages of 20 and 25. It is there in the older ones um, but I think it, there's a lot of pressure being put on the younger generation that you know you must do this, you must do this, you, you know you're not doing this and, and it's really made it very difficult for them to actually go out of the house, you know, and um, as far as COVID's concerned, it's, it's been a wide spectrum across the board, really, age-wise, but um, social anxiety seems to be the real biggie at the moment, you know, um, people are looking after themselves, wearing masks and do social distancing, but they're still terrified and one of the things that comes out is they're terrified to go to the supermarket because of other people in the supermarket you know i have i have clients who walk into the supermarket see how many people are in the supermarket and turn back home because they are so scared of what can happen and i find it really really sad you know that the choices are being taken away from them because of something that is unfortunately out of their control. 
you know, and we can only control what we can do. We can't control what somebody else does. Um, and I, I find that a lot, you know, especially when I'm dealing with um, or supporting and guiding um, people who are dealing with past trauma, with past abuse. They are still being controlled by the abuser who is actually no longer in their life. But they are still being controlled by them. You know, and, and it's it's getting them to understand that they do actually have freedom of choice, you know, and they are in control of the decisions and the choices that they make. Amazing, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, that's all very valid points. Um, you have talked about Alive to Thrive. You are writing this book with 10 other females, is that correct? Yeah. It, it, it's myself and nine nine other females Perfect. and um, females who have gone through their own traumas. Um, the book includes stories of um, childhood bullying, childhood abuse, sex trafficking, prostitution, uh, drugs and alcohol abuse, um, cancer, um, what else is in there um both physical and mental abuse is in there as well so they are really there there's a vast you know a vast area of um challenges and adversities these women um had to overcome and obviously they they failed um suicide and are now thriving and the book came out of a passion of mine. I, I dreamt about this book five years ago and wanted to reach out to other women to bring their stories so that we can help others who are going through similar forms of abuse, similar adversities, similar challenges, so that they can see our story and how we came out the other side and what we are doing now to be able to be thriving in life and 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 really to get the message out there that suicide is not the answer and you know all of us failing suicide gave us the gift to have a thriving life that we would never have had had we been successful so we, you know, we are now putting the message out there that suicide is not the answer. And I am, a, I'm an advocate for suicide prevention as well as a mental health advocate. Um, so I talk about it a lot, <laughs> um, you know, so that we, we can get the message out there because the figures are just frightening, you know, and, you know, I wouldn't have seen what I've seen and, and experienced what I've experienced had I not failed. And, these nine of the women um, feel exactly the same, you know, obviously in their own experiences and what they are doing now in their own lives to make a difference um, to the world and, and to make a difference to the communities, but also to the, you know, to the wider, the wider communities and, and to the world on a whole. You know, my personal mission is to make a difference in the lives of 10,000 plus women 
and men. I do work with men as well, but I predominantly work with women. You know, so this book is really going to make a huge difference to the world. That's absolutely amazing and so glad to hear that you involved in so many projects and specifically the suicide preventions, because mm -hmm. right now, according to the statistics, we're losing about 800,000 people every year uh, because of suicides. And this is not even the exact number. They say it might be much bigger. It's just that lots of times we have uh, just some people make it look like an accident or not really counted as a suicide but that's a disaster and it's a social uh, problem mm. that's something yeah. our society should take care of and just as a person as you said they should be concentrated on thriving and not on the past negative experiences mm. as a society we should do the same uh, because take a look at today's media how many problems were being involved into every day every day we're being pushed on this huge amount of negative negativity mm. from the media but do we have an image of the society that we want to build uh, this is the question we raise here and this is what made me so passionate about the creative society project that we trying to see how can we thrive as a society in general and then it comes back to the very same point you talked about about the value of a human life yeah. that there is no society without the person there is no family without the person there is no nothing no company no businesses no countries nationalities nothing without one person and how can we make that one person thrive well it comes down to human safety as you said your favorite mm -hmm. uh your favorite uh, foundation mm -hmm. and may I ask our uh our technical support to put the number three third value third uh, foundation on screen and uh, maybe i could ask you to read it and then to c give you comments yeah yeah why, absolutely why do you think this one is so important so yulia can we have number three pillar number three please Here it is. Debbie, can you see it? Uh, I can. It's in a very little square in the corner. If I click on it, will it open it? It's in a tiny oh, yeah. little window. I can't actually read it. Okay. 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 Let me read it for <laughs> you then. Or maybe Natalia, would you like to read the third foundation for us? Yeah, sure. So uh, the third foundation is human safety. No one and nothing in society has the right to create threats to the life and freedom of a human. Every human, every human is guaranteed free provision of essential life necessities, including food, housing, medical care, education, and full social security. Scientific, industrial, and technological activities of the society should be aimed exclusively at improving the quality of human life. Guaranteed economic stability, no inflation or crises, stable and same prices around the world, a single monetary unit and a fixed minimal taxation or no tax. The security of human and, and society from any kind of threats is ensured by the unified global service that deals with emergency situations. So that is the third foundation. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's really paramount that a person feels safe 
in all areas of their life. So whether it is, you know, um, <clears throat> career, whether it's the finances, whether it's um, family and relationships, whether it's um, their emotions, you know, whether it is, like you say, technology, um, whether it is their environment, they have to know that they are safe and they have the right to be safe and be able to step out into a society where they feel safe, you know, and, and not be looking over their shoulders because they're not sure what's going to happen next to them. Um, and I, I deal with that an awful lot um, with, with um, you know, with, with people that I, I, I work with, especially when it's, um, you know, domestic abuse and, um, or they've been bullied at work or, you know, they're just actually physically scared to go out of the house because of what may or may not happen to them because they don't know who's around the corner or they, you know, they're frightened to go out because financially they, they're not sure that they can, they can do what it is they want to do when they go out, you know, so that's, that's making them unsafe emotionally, you know, and it's not about being just safe physically, but it's being safe emotionally. Each and every human has the right to feel safe in any and every area of their life. And sadly, that isn't happening today. And we need a, we need a society where that comes together and can happen. Amazing. Absolutely, yes. Natalia, please go ahead with the follow-up. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, can't be more in agreement with you. I also actually want to touch up on foundation two. You talked about human uh, freedom and human freedom is actually part of your kind of caption on your website. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, choose life, choose freedom, and choose you. So I really like that. And I wanted to maybe bring up on the screen Foundation 2, Human Freedom, and maybe you can comment a little bit more about that as yeah. well. Perfect. Absolutely. So human freedom. Every human is born with the right to be a human being. All people are born free and equal. Everyone has the right to choose. There can be no one and nothing on earth superior to human, his freedom and rights. The implementation of human rights and freedoms must not violate the rights and freedoms of others. Would you please be able to comment on this and maybe how it's also related to the Heart Act? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's related to the Heart Act because freedom is paramount. You know, freedom to breathe, freedom to live freedom to choose, freedom to make your own decisions, you know, um, freedom to walk down the street, freedom to be the person that you want to be, no matter your colour, your creed, your religion, your sexuality. We, each and every one of us should have the freedom to be, be whatever it is that we want to be. And that's what Heart Act is all about. You know, it is about um, when I went through my transformation 
and realised and got the strength to realise that I was actually free to be the person that I was born to be. And when you step into or you are allowed to step into that freedom, knowing that you have choices and you either, you know, make the right choice or the wrong choice. But if you do make the wrong choice, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that you're not free because every choice teaches you a lesson. So when you are choosing and, and you know, at that, in that moment in time, it is a choice that you want to make. And, and in that moment of time, you believe that it, that it's the right choice. And then you realize that actually that choice isn't serving you the way you thought it would serve you. You have the freedom to make a different decision. And it's being aware that you are free to make those decisions in all areas of your life. And that is really empowering. When somebody can step in to their own freedom and make their own choices, it's very, very exhilarating for them. And that's why that area of, you know, human freedom is, as you can tell, very, very, a huge passion of mine. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's just everybody's right. As you said, I absolutely agree with you. And that part, when you said that people are afraid to step outside because of uncertainty, right? They don't, they, they are not sure. We should build a society in which we make sure that everyone feels safe and nobody is afraid to step outside or just take a walk and everyone knows that no one is going to harm another person. And this is where I believe we can use technologies because today we can use technologies to actually create safe spaces, make our cities and the environment we live in safe, where no crime can just uh, go without uh, responsibility and no one can commit anything. If people would know that like <laughs> there is gonna be there is gonna be responsibility, I feel yeah. there would be way less crimes and yeah. we just have actually, to actually make... yeah. Yes. One of the um, pillars of emotional resilience is responsibility. Another one is flexibility, but responsibility, and it's about taking responsibility for your own actions and not playing the blame game. Because everything that happens in our life is our responsibility. Okay. Now, when I was going through what I went through to, um, spiral into clinical depression. I was very badly bullied when I was at school from the age of eight to 16. Um, and when I talk about it, I say, yep, yeah, that happened for me. And people often say to me, Debbie, how can you say that happened for you? That surely that happened to you. But actually it happened for me, for me to be the woman that I am today. Had that not happened to me, I wouldn't be the woman I am today. I wouldn't be the, the woman talking about people's freedom I, because I wouldn't have experienced not having the freedom. And I wouldn't be able to have the conversation about the right to have the freedom. 
you know so things in our life happen happen for us so that we can see the lessons in it and we need to take responsibility for what happens in our lives and not play the blame game which a lot of people can do and it's also about being flexible as well you know and 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 realizing that some of our choices like i was saying earlier may not be the right choices and it's having that flexibility to realize that yeah i've learned a lesson from that choice but i need to be flexible because that's not the choice i thought it was love that thank you so much for sharing i think responsibility and flexibility are very very important and the example you used um, with your own experience i think is very insightful and gives a different perspective on how you can view the situation so thank you so much for that um thank you as you know um we're also testing the theory of six handshakes and in order to continue this change of chain of what we're talking about today we would like you to ask you if there is anyone that we could um, meet on our next live broadcast so we can continue this chain and discussion. Oh, um, there's a lady called, um, there's actually a few, but we'll start with um, Jenny Parker Brown. Mm -hmm. um, um, I think she would be a, a really good um, person to to speak to um, and, and reach out to. Perfect. Excellent. Thank you so much. We will get you that information after the live broadcast. Yeah. And right now, I would like to just remind our viewers, if you would like to find out more about the Creative Society Project, please visit our website, alatrinites.com. And if you'd like to join the Creative Society project, go to our website and at the top of the page in the right corner, you will see a red button. Join us where you can choose your language and share your vision of the Creative Society project. And if you'd like to be our guest or a part of the team, then please send us an email, um, which you can see on the screen right now. Or... Yes. And the, the website is working in uh, multiple languages. And uh, one of our recent projects was the international conference, which was simultaneously translated into 45 languages plus the sign language by the volunteers only. So it's really taken over the world. And that's a beautiful idea of uniting people. And we believe that 99% of people are good people. We just need to unite them and create this platform on which which we can bring the world together and our volunteers prepared this song for the conference called 99 percent in which we're showing that in every culture every religion there was a vision of the society in which humans live as one big family and today we can make the dreams of the prophets of every religion uh come true because we have technologies to do that so uh, please, before we uh, watch this music video and the song that was prepared by the volunteers, maybe one last wishes or uh, some advices or anything you would like to say to our viewers. Maybe. Um, the, the one main thing that I'd like to say is, you know, if you are in doubt, if you 
are not sure where your freedom lies, you know, reach out. You can find me on heartact.co.uk. But the one thing I'd like to leave you all with is choose life, choose freedom, and most of all, choose you. Thank you so much. And thank you for being our guest today. It was a really, really great conversation. And you're changing this world for the better. You're changing society for the better. And it's a great honor for me to participate in this project. And this is exactly why I do this in my free time, free from work time, because it's amazing to meet people who are committed to making this life better. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an honor. Happy world, we friendship and respect.